What's going on, guys? It's me, Stephen Bagel, a.k.a. the NB Eagle, your mom's favorite podcast. We have our first emergency podcast as we just got news via the Woj Bomb that Doc Rivers is out in L.A. and he is out of his job as the Clippers. Back with me by popular demand is the beautiful Alexa Rachel Kaiser. Back by popular demand, unlike Jake, and also... Unlike our last podcast that we already started recording, that was deleted. But, this is still a first emergency podcast. Woo! Take two. Take two. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Lillard And the Blazers win the series. Rose trying to get open. Fires away. Okay, so right after the news broke, Alexa asked me um, basically who the last time a coach this good was available as a coaching free agent. And Dwayne Casey came to mind because he just won Coach of the Year that year, but like we know Dwayne Casey is just a mediocre coach. He's nothing extraordinary. So the names that came to mind to me were Nick Nurse and Brad Stevens. But at the time Nick Nose and Brad Seams were hired, we didn't anticipate them being the best coaches in the league. Nick Nose is probably the best coach in the league now, and Brad Stevens is up there as well. So aside from Doc Rivers, I mean, Mike D'Antoni becoming a free agent a few weeks ago is probably the biggest coach since then. So Doc Rivers, he yes, he's a free agent. So we have six coaching openings, one of them being the Clippers. So the other five being the Sixers, the Pelicans, the Pacers, the Thunder, and the Rockets. So he has basically his choice of which one he wants to go to. It seems more likely than not that the Clippers are going to hire either Ty Lue or Sam Cassell. They are basically the two most coveted assistants, coaches for head coaching jobs in the entire market. Well, my question, if they do kind of have their choice about who they want, is what I also asked Stephen is, did it come out that he was fired or did he quit? And it was a mutual agreement, which I always feel mutual agreement is code for whoever, the GM or owners or whoever approached Doc Rivers and said, we're going to fire you. So, instead of us firing you, which could be really embarrassing, would you like to mutually agree that you're leaving the team? And I think he said yes. Now, did they do that because they really want, like, Ty Lue? It could be Ty Lue. It could be Sam Cassell. I don't know which one. But as I said, they're two of the most co- – I think it's ironic because – Ty Lue has an interview with the Sixers tomorrow, mm-hmm. and they fired Doc Rivers today. But also, is that because, like, do you think they're nervous that 
his interview is going to go really well with the Sixers and we could end up taking him. But that also seems a little odd to me because it does seem like the Sixers are more leaning towards Tony. But we also got the report from, is it Woj as well, I would assume? No, the report, what, that he already was contacted by the Pelicans and the Sixers? Yeah. That was by Mark Spears. Wow. So that was a non-Woj source. Interesting. Well, it's like, (laughs) where they say, like, I guess they, in my mind, what I think the Clippers are thinking is that the interview with the Sixers is going to go well for Ty Lue, which goes back to your last podcast that you were saying, like, Tyler would be a better fit for the Sixers, which obviously during an interview is something that he would express if he wants to go there. So I feel like the Clippers already had in their minds that they want to part ways with Doc Rivers, so they're like, you know what, we really want Tyler. We're just, we need to do this now. And that goes with what you're saying. And I think also, not that GMs and owners of other teams are really thinking of, like, the feelings of other teams, but I also think they're probably like, and you know what? The Sixers will get distracted by Ty, by um, Doc Rivers, and they can take him and deal with his mess that we dealt with. Like, I don't know. It just seems like, to me, timing of this, they want Ty Little. Yeah. Um, we already saw reports that either that the two candidates, they're coveting the Clippers, or Ty Lu and Jeff Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy hasn't been a coach since the 2010s with the Knicks, I believe. So it's been quite some time since he's been a head coach. He's been commentating. He was the head coach for Team USA in the qualifying rounds of the FIBA tournaments. But he hasn't been the head coach of an NBA team for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's basically going to get his pick, Doc Rivers, of any of the five open non-Clippers openings. The question is, what does this mean for the Clippers? You have potentially Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, both free agents, in 2021. So if they don't get close to a championship next year, do Paul George and Kawhi both walk? Then Clippers are looking at a long rebuild via the Brooklyn Nets style, where they traded away all their first-round picks in order to get these stars, and then the stars end up walking anyway. And then, but didn't Kawhi go there because of Doc Rivers? Kawhi and said Doc Paul Rivers. Paul George went there because of Kawhi. Correct. So to me, it seems like this is all just going to blow up in their face. Well, I can't imagine them firing Doc Rivers without getting Kawhi's blessing on it, because they know that they're. How's their GM and ownership? I'm not familiar with theirs. I mean, the ownership is very involved. He's the bald guy that always sits in a court and is always screaming. The old guy? I mean, old. 60s-ish. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, so I can't imagine them. The GM is, um, what's-his-face? Lawrence. Frank Lawrence. Right? Frank Lawrence? He was the, um, he was the Nets old coach. And one of their executives is... Um, I want to say Trevor Lawrence, but Trevor Lawrence is the football player, the college football player who's going to be the number one pick. But anyway, um, Jerry West is one of the executives there, and we saw what Jerry West did with Golden State. And um, 
he's probably one of the best executives in the league. So I lost where I was going again. Oh my Shit. god, this podcast. I'll edit it out. Um, and this is we can only go for thirty minutes on you. Okay, so, well we'll be fine. It's an emergency podcast. Um, so then I guess where we can go next is what is, because I feel like I have a good, I know about the NBA, but I don't know as much about the coaching and the coaches and like their style. So like, what is Doc Rivers specialty? Like what makes him one of the best coaches ever? I mean, I wouldn't say one of the best coaches ever, but he's definitely one of the best coaches in this league. So wouldn't that make him into like top? Sure. <laughs> but like what makes him so good at what he does? Like what's his coaching style? Um, I wouldn't say he has a particular coaching style the same way D'Antoni does in the aspect of like D'Antoni plays a seven seconds or less offense, shoots a million threes, doesn't really value the big man. But with Doc Rivers, you've seen him coach so many different varieties of teams and so many personalities. I've never seen him consistently coach a similar way. Mm-hmm. Like, with this. He's adaptable. So that's the benefit of He's a very Doc versatile Rivers. coach, I guess. Yeah. Because you saw him win a championship with the Celtics, who had Ray Allen, who's one of the best shooters ever, Rondo, who doesn't shoot threes, Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, who are two of the biggest personalities in NBA history. Both of them so, are super big hotheads, super cocky. But then is he better with older, more established players versus a development a de- <laughs> versus like Like over seeing a rebuild. Yeah. See, he coached a young Blake Griffin, mm-hmm. but he also coached an old Chris Paul at the same time. He coached a young DeAndre see, Jordan. It, see, where I'm just trying to go is where is he gonna go New Orleans versus the Sixers or Rockets. And to me, what it looks like from your answers there is, I don't know. I feel like what it's going to come down to is, does he want to coach Zion? I think that's the biggest question because if you can be the coach that coaches Zion, like potentially the next GOAT, I mean, that's crazy. Like getting that opportunity versus coaching the Sixers which, if you are a versatile, adaptable coach, I mean, that's what the Sixers need. They need someone who can get in there, be like, what is this mess? But I can figure out how to make it work. I mean, look at how many teams Brett Brown went through and how many players he had to deal with, and he couldn't adapt to that. I like Brett Brown, but he wasn't able to do that. So I'm wondering if that could be the solution, but it's also like, does Doc Rivers want to deal with putting a team together versus a team that's already put together but probably needs just some help growing the players? Well, my thing is Doc Rivers is very good at managing personalities. As I just said, he coached Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce at the same time. And you see Paul Pierce on ESPN. He's a very controversial guy with his takes. And Mm -hmm. he's just a very into-himself player. And Kevin Garnett, was Joe Allen B before Joe Allen B. He was the ultimate troll. He called Charlie Villanueva, who has some kind of disease, a cancer patient because he's bald. Like, that's the kind of personality Kevin Garnett was. Which I'm going to interrupt you. Shout out to Joe Allen B, who is now father of his little son, Arthur. That is so exciting. I'm, Named after his deceased brother. Who I just am just away. so excited for Embiid and... 
If anyone listening to the pod is familiar with Philadelphia sports, it seems as though a lot of our star athletes have kids and then they're not great anymore. But I truly do feel like Embiid, I just think this is going to be a huge motivation for him and he's just going to be incredible. And I'm very excited for him and his little baby. It's so exciting. But back to you. (laughs) The thing that intrigues me the most is I think the Sixers are ultimately going to end up with Chris Paul Mm -hmm. because you have his ex-coach in Doc Rivers, his ex-coach in D'Antoni, or his best friend's ex-coach in Ty Lue. Mm -hmm. So I think in every single interview, when they're saying, "What, what do you envision the construction of a roster looking like next year? I think Doc Rivers and D'Antoni are both going to say something along the lines of, I want you to bring in Chris Paul if possible, or a veteran leader like Chris Paul. Or the Sixers were also rumored a few weeks ago to be in trade talks to acquire Lou Williams. I was just going to bring that up. Doc Rivers, as we know, just coached Lou Williams for the last three years. So this whole, like, wasn't there talks of, like, a three-team trade with the Pelicans? The Pelicans. And um, the, Clippers. the Clippers to get Lou Will and Drew Holiday. Oh <laughs> and Drew Holiday. Do you think that could happen with having Doc Rivers on the team? Where we'd ultimately come full circle and deal with this mess for no reason? Oh, I think it depends how Doc Rivers feels about Lou Williams. I mean, he would know better than anybody. Do I want to coach this guy or do I not want to deal with him again? This is a guy who went to the strip club to get wings during quarantine. Like, I don't know. But, like, they were good wings, Steven. I don't care how good the wings are. <laughs> I'm just saying, if Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers just had to deal with all those personalities on the Clippers, mm-hmm. and then they ultimately lost. Mm-hmm. So if he's looking at Embiid and Ben and say, okay, I need to deal with these two big personalities who there was a report today that they don't get along. I don't buy There's it. There's always day. reports saying they don't get along. No, they, but either way, they either, don't get along. They're just they're, not best friends. They're not best friends. Who cares? I wasn't best friends with my freshman year roommate. And you know what? I had a much better freshman year roommate experience than a lot of people I know. So let it be, people. Chill. But anyway, Doc Rivers is going to have to look. I need to balance the personalities of these two stars who are both strong personalities and the two stars that aren't best friends. And then he's going to have to figure out, okay, well, what pieces do I want around that? My question is now do they trade Tobias Harris? Because mm-hmm. Doc Rivers also coached Tobias Harris when he was a Clipper. Do they trade him? Well, how was their relationship? I mean, as far as I know, it was good. I, I can't I can't attest to how a coach's relationship is with a player unless it's like public news and somebody reported about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just wondering... Like, if- you know Popovich's... Relationship with Tim Duncan was great. And now Tim no, Duncan's- I'm just wondering how that relationship was being like, was Tobias traded because. Tobias was traded because he was entering free agency and the Clippers knew they were going to get Kawhi and but Paul I'm George. Relationship wise, like, I would assume that was more of a GM thing versus a coach decision. Yeah, he wasn't the GM at that time. He was the GM when. And remember was how well team. Tobias was playing? He was in 50 club at the time. So I feel like that if I'm Doc Rivers, I actually would want to keep him. Because what if Doc Rivers brought something out of him to make him play like that? 
Maybe. And as the Sixers, I would be looking at it as Tobias is, I feel, very consistent. I know he has his flaws, and I clearly know in the playoffs he wasn't playing well. But as Sixers um, management, I feel like I'd look at it and be like, Tobias played his absolute best on the Clippers under Doc Rivers, so why wouldn't we want Doc Rivers? And in general, I feel like why wouldn't they want him? But but the question is, if you need to include Tobias in a trade for Chris Paul, two guys that were both formerly coached by Doc Rivers, mm-hmm. you're going to have a decision on your hands. Yeah. Um. But do we think, because now we know that obviously the Pelicans want him too. I mean, I'm sure every team's going to want him. I mean, Doc he's, he's going to have his choice between the five teams. Indiana isn't. Indiana, there's reports today that Oladipo and Milestone are both one out. Mm-hmm. So they might have to... You know, all the depots a free agent next summer. But why would Doc Rivers want to go there? I'm not saying he wants to. I'm just saying Indiana's still a playoff team. They're probably going to cover them. But I feel like when we're narrowing down teams OKC, that, I can't imagine OKC being a match for him no. at all. I know. We're trying to eliminate the team. So let's take out the Pacers. Let's take out OKC. I think then he has his choice between Houston, which his son just Unless played for. Unless he goes to OKC. And if OKC, the owners there, can say, hey, we like. If he loved Chris Paul that Chris much. Paul to stay, we believe he'll, like, well, obviously it's their choice, but, like, we want Chris Paul. So let's bring you on. But I think that's kind of dumb. I think that's a dumb decision based off of um, what OKC he is did doing also, with them rebuilding. He not only coached Chris Paul, he also coached Danilo Gallinari, who's a free agent there. Mm-hmm. But maybe if Dr. Rivers is there, they could. Convince them to re-sign Gallinari. And he also coached Shade Gilgis Alexander, who's the building block there. I ultimately believe with the Thunder and what they're doing and trying to rebuild, it doesn't benefit them to keep Gallinari, Gallinari or Chris Paul. I think they're better off getting rid of both of them. I mean, I think any rebuilding team can afford to keep Chris Paul just because it is uh, veteran leadership. Yeah, but if... But again, yeah. he did coach Shade Gilgis Alexander. Mm-hmm. So if... He goes, okay, this is some a guy I could build around. I just don't see him going there when he has the opportunity to go to the Pelicans or the Sixers. Or the Rockets, who his son played for the, the his son played for the Rockets the last two years. Where's Austin Austin Rivers is on the Rockets? But now? he's a free agent this summer. Does Austin Rivers want to be coached by his dad? His dad gave him a shit ton of minutes when he was on the Clippers. Does that the T-Words off Rivers sign? Do they get Austin Rivers? I don't know. I think. I think that experiment is over because he was such he Chris Paul left the Clippers because he was pissed at how often they played Austin Rivers. But don't you think the Sixers could get away with doing that because he's a ball hammer? Yes and no because I'm just saying if I'm the Sixers management, we are looking for someone to handle the ball. Doc Rivers, listen, we need your son. We not only need you on the team. But we need your son to come here, too. I mean, that's a good selling point. Should I work for the Sixers? I don't want to work for them. Uh Uh-uh. If they get new owners, I'll work for them. Yeah, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. They just suck. Okay, so I just want to conclude this podcast with two things. First, I want to give my updated coaching predictions. Um, I believe Doc Rivers will end up in Philly now that he is an option. 
I think that D'Antoni, because he's been the frontrunner for the... Sixers? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that D'Antoni has been the frontrunner for the Sixers job. I do believe his coaching style works best for the Pelicans. So I do believe he will end up there. I think Ty Lue will take over as the Clippers coach. Mm-hmm. I think the Pacers will still take a shot on someone like Chauncey Billups. I think the Rockets will either take Sam Cassell, who's the Clippers' other assistant coach has been coveted, or Steven Silas, who you guys told me talk about on a few pods ago, is kind of the mastermind behind the Mavs' historic offense this year, and that's something that the Rockets could use. And then I think the Thunder are going to bring on another top assistant, someone like Adrian Griffin from the Raptors, and Nick knows to start his coaching tree. And that's the way I see things playing out. My my only thing is I don't know if Doc Rivers is going to end up on the Sixers. I just I mean, this like, is wishful thinking. I just feel like the Sixers, being a Sixers fan, it's just they're it's so pain. rough and nothing works out. And I feel like, oh, my God, we have the opportunity to get Doc Rivers. Like, it, it just – it seems like it would be perfect, and I just... And he's a perfect coach to coach someone like Embiid and Simmons. I just feel like that's not going to happen. I think it would work out well, and I think it would work out best for D'Antoni, too, because I do see how he would work well in the Pelican system. D'Antoni is just so much older than all these coaches, and he probably he still doesn't have a ring. He probably wants to win now, and probably doesn't want to oversee a few more years of I almost feel like it Pelicans. might be a flip-flop. I don't know. I, I don't know. Of those two. But I do agree with, I think it's exciting. Did we get, my phone just vibrated. Well, the Sixers, <laughs> the Sixers can't really go wrong. They do have three good three good coaches to choose from, two who have won a championship, and a third who's gotten to the conference finals multiple times. And Well, can we talk about how much talent there is in the league right now, player-wise, but then also how much talent there is coaching-wise that they don't have jobs right now? Yeah, a guy like Brett Brown might might take him three or four years to get his another, well, another coaching how opportunity. Many, who, Kenny, who, Kenny, who Atkinson, gonna have a job? Kenny Atkinson is going to have a job now. They didn't get Chicago. Mm-hmm. People talked about Ime Udoka. Which, is he going to end up getting fired from the Sixers? Yeah, but he'll get someone. He'll get some lead assistant job somewhere. But that's still crazy because, really, he should be a coach. People are talking about – people have been talking for years about Adrian Griffin and Dervin Ham, and while I think one of them will go to the Thunder, the other one's going to be out of a job. Um, Sam Cassell, people have been talking about for years, and unless the Clippers hire him, then he's out of a job. You still have the Van Gundy sitting around. You still have David Fisdale sitting around. You have Dave Yeager coach the Kings to the ninth seed oh, when yeah, the, they were supposed yeah. to win 20 games. Dave Yeager is going to be on his second straight year without a job. And what do these guys do? I, shout out. I genuinely am asking, like, are they just jobless? Yeah. I mean, Fizdale's doing commentating. The Van Gundy's are both doing commentating. But, like. A lot of them are assistants. That's crazy. Ty Lue was in assistance. That's really crazy that they're just, like, not doing nothing. And they're very, they're, like, all these guys are talented. They all make Nate McMillan coaches. just did a great job for the Pesos. He's probably not going to have a job this year. Alvin Gentry was just a Pelicans coach. He's not going to have a job next year. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of coaches. There's only 30 jobs. Jason Kidd has been trying to get a job for years. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of jobs that are coveted. And, again, right now there's only six positions for all these guys. Mm-hmm. So Lakers are heat. 
Lakers or Heat. And how many games? Well, guys, we have a playoff bracket that we do every year. And, Stephen, I, I just forget. Who's in first place? Alexa's in first place. Who's in first place? You. Me! She was the only one to have the Heat go to the finals. So while she did have the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals, she still ended up getting enough points just because she was the only one to get the points for the Heat going to the finals. So for that reason alone, you were in first place. I believe the Lakers are going to win. I agree. And I believe um, I'm going to win the bracket. But I believe the Heat are going to make, make it. Make it a damn good series. Which is why I have them in seven. Yep. Yeah, I still go with my bracket. I mean, I think it's going to be really exciting. I think that the Lakers have had basically a cakewalk to the finals. And I just, I, I really don't think they see what's coming. The Lakers are such an old team and the Heat are such a young team that I think they're looking at them being inexperienced and like, whatever, like we're going to win easily. And I do think that could be true. A little bit of me thinks that because they are inexperienced. But, like, I don't know. I think they're going to make it real tough. I mean, we talked about having heart and that, like, the Clippers didn't have that. The Heat have that. Well, for LeBron's sake, I hope the Lakers win because if he loses to this Heat team, all of a sudden his finals record is 3-7. and seven. <sighs> I, I, think, so I think Lakers, I think Lakers win at seven. Isn't it so appropriate for the Jimmy Butler to get a ring after leaving Philly? It's so appropriate. It's just so appropriate for our lives. Yeah, as Sixers fans, definitely. Um, but I really hope LeBron gets a ring. But, I think, and I also think this year, I mean, it seems so long ago, and I guess it was, with Kobe passing away this year. Um, that the Lakers win it all? They have to win. Yeah. I think it's only right. And I think whoever wins this year, I mean, it is going to be dedicated to him. And I think it's it's going to be really exciting. I'm excited to watch it. And I think it's going to be good basketball. This is the first time ever where two teams who didn't make the playoffs a year before both make it to the finals. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, we have Duncan Robinson, who didn't even start in the national championship game for Michigan three years ago when he was in college, starred in the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. um, Tyler Hero is uh, how old? 18, 19, 20. 20? <laughs> Close. He's he young. did declare after freshman year, though. So okay. when we played, yeah, he's – but he's 20. Young, young dude. I mean, it's really, really – Bam Adebayo might be the best center in the East now. Yep. Even better than Joel Embiid. Yeah. I'll agree to that. The Sixers have ruined my life. <laughs> um yeah um there's people like my brother who he's a huge lebron fan and he says it's not even going to be a series he bet the lakers minus 400 which is stupid because you're betting 40 dollars to win 10 bucks it's not even worth it i think if 10 bucks is 10 bucks you can get me a lot of that yeah but it's not even a guarantee <laughs> i think miami's really gonna make it a series he was surprised when i told him i think lakers in seven but yeah it's going to be a fun series so i'm excited for it and i in general this year they've been really exciting we no one really knew how it was going to be with it being in the bubble and it's been amazing i mean people's careers have taken off from the bubble and i'm very happy that we get to and the heat, basketball the so. heat of a third team ever to be a five seed or lower and make it to the finals 
So, and they're going to try to be the second lowest seed ever to win it. And that concludes this episode of the NBA Able Podcast. Uh, Rate and review me on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And thank you guys for listening.